powered by Transistor FM. Welcome to Friends, Foes, and Neither. Do not adjust your podcatcher settings, as what you are about to hear is real. It's the Derek Duvall Show. Prepare yourself for insightful interviews with incredible people. Join us now as we delve ever deeper into the human condition. And now, coming to you live to tape from the Derek Duvall Production Bunker, it's Derek Duvall! Hello, Duvall Nation. Hello. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you, everyone. Please sit down. Thank you. Hello, Duvall Nation, and welcome to the Derek Duvall Show. We are back with another fantastic journey into the lives of extraordinary people. This episode is brought to you today by the fine folks of BetterHelp. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Derek Duvall Show. That's BetterHelp.com slash Derek Duvall Show. So before we jump into this episode, I want to say a huge thank you to my last guest, Byron Morrison. What a terrific guest, and I was pleased by the response the episode got. If you've not had a chance to hear our in-depth interview, I strongly encourage you to check it out after the conclusion of this episode. Plus, I also invite you to purchase his new book, Maybe You Should Give Up, Seven Ways to Get Out of Your Own Way and Take Control of Your Life. If you haven't already, it's a great read. I highly recommend it. So welcome to episode 173, and we have a great episode lined up for you today. We have on the show Nancy Deitch. Now, Nancy is the CEO of Avenir's Wellness Solutions, which is the parent company for Sarah Labs. Nancy will be talking about her role in the company, the struggles of being a woman CEO in a male-dominated role, the numerous successes working with Nicole Kidman, and she'll walk us through the amazing line of products that her successful company offers. Nancy is truly a great guest, and I cannot wait for you to hear her story. So Duval Nation, please join me in welcoming to the show, calling in today from Los Angeles, California, the CEO of Avenir Wellness Solutions, Nancy Deitch. Nancy, hello. Welcome to the Dark of All Show. How is the weather out by you today? I am in beautiful, sunny Southern California, and it is our first gorgeous day that we have had in weeks with no rain, <laughs> no wind. I'm so excited. Totally out of, totally out of character for Southern California. I, I've, I've been amazed watching the news myself. It has been this rain. I've never seen anything like it at all. I, I was like driving my car saying, when can I get to the gosh darn car wash? <laughs> when is it going to stop raining? You know, who wants to who wants to waste money like getting your car wash when it's going to rain the next day? Absolutely. All right, Nancy, I start my interviews off the same way. And that is how has it been for you to navigate the COVID-19 pandemic up to this point? Navigating the COVID-19 pandemic up to this point has been really interesting for me. I do very well during chaotic times when there are, you know, decisions that you have to make, how you're going to work. We basically are a group of people here who really are great at pivoting when things happen you have no control over. And we were able to, I have people on the East Coast, people on the West Coast. And so what we did was, you know, I remember that day, March 13th, 2020. <laughs> and uh, I remember, you know, everybody sending everybody home, you know, from work. 
closing up the office for a few months and making sure we did Zoom calls with each department every day. And uh, I made sure that everybody worked diligently during that time and gave them, you know, tasks to do. So we stayed alive because of that. And I think it's just about understanding what is your strategy and to make sure that you can execute by making people accountable for during a time when they're so used to being in an office environment and then they're working home and alone. Cause I think it's really tough for a lot of people to do that. Right. right. And so, and then, so we decided that since a lot of our business was gearing towards retail district, you know, towards retailers such as the Walmarts and the CVSs and those types of, of retailers that we were not going to be doing really well with those. So we decided to take a stab at some PPE during that time and pivoted to making sure we kept our revenue up. And uh, so we sold about two and a half million dollars worth of uh, PPE during that time, just so we could keep the revenue where it was uh, during that time. And uh, we were very fortunate that we were able to grow our revenue during that year and our direct to consumer business just really exploded. So it was good for us. And I kept everybody in line. I lived on Zoom. (laughs) (laughs) So every journey has a beginning. Where were you born? What was it like to grow up there? Oh, let's see. I was born in Philadelphia, city of brotherly love. It was great. I grew up in the suburbs in the mainline area. I had a great childhood. I I grew up in a town called Havertown and right next to Bryn Mawr College, Swarthmore College, Villanova, so in the township of Haverford, and it was a great place to grow up in. You know, I'm still very close to all my friends from there. And I just had, I won't tell you what year, my ex-reunion last October. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, I tell everybody I started in business when I was two, so they don't ask me my age. <laughs> but I was a very precocious two-year-old child. <laughs> but yeah, it was, uh, it was a really good place to grow up. I had a brother and a sister and who were younger than me. I was the bad wild child. They were the athletes in the family and I was the party person, but always got straight A's and, and did really well. And unfortunately, my, my brother was captain elective as the lacrosse team at University of Connecticut. And uh, he died suddenly when he was 20 years old and he was camping in the Grand Tetons and he went to sleep one night and just didn't wake up 10 days before his 21st birthday. And, uh, and, and my sister, two years later, had cardiac arrest at 19 at her college dorm. And it turns out we have a genetic condition in our family uh, that we didn't know about um, called long QT syndrome. And it's it's an arrhythmia. It's a lethal arrhythmia. And it affects when you hear about young athletes that die suddenly. And so it affects uh, young athletes and, and, you know, mostly young people. I have it too, but I'm too old to have anything happen to me. So we started a major charity and and raised money and awareness. And the biotech companies now own our genes, uh, the genes that cause it. And uh, we've been able to make sure that uh, we raised millions of dollars and and we're able to make sure that uh, every doctor knows that when a child faints, that they should get tested for arrhythmias now. And a simple beta blocker can save somebody's life. Makes sense. What are your favorite memories from attending Temple? Oh my God. Um, let's see. My favorite memories are let me let me just tell you my scary memories were back in those days, we would drive down a street called Diamond Street, and all the drunks were along that street, right? <laughs> and that's what we called them in those days. Today they would be the homeless people, right? But 
we were very nervous about it and going onto campus every day. And um, it was a scary time in downtown Philadelphia at that time. You know, people were being attacked. And so we would always walk in twos. And this was back in the 70s, in the early 70s. And so it was a scary time. And I remember we would go down the street at Diamond Street and we would all look at each other and say, just lock the doors, you know, we would mouth it, right? So that nobody could, we didn't, we, we thought somebody could hear us, right? And, uh, but yeah, it was pretty scary time. But, uh, but, you know, I have a lot of friends from there and and it was a great school and, and it's, um, it was, it was a fun time. College should always be fun. <laughs> what was it like to start out and get established in the business world? Well, I think that starting out in the business world as a woman, back in those days, um, in the 70s and 80s, was definitely a lot different than it is today. I think that there wasn't as much opportunity as there is today. One of the reasons I started in the wellness and beauty area, because it was one of the few categories that were open to women. I was always pretty much a control freak myself. (laughs) So I always liked to be the master of my own destiny. So it took a long time to earn the respect of people around you. I have some interesting um, stories about those days, but when I graduated college and I went on my first big job interview, it was to one of the big pharmaceutical companies. And I remember my mother took me out and bought me, when took me to Lowman's and bought me a, a suit, you know, a gray and white pinstripe suit. That's what you wore to go on interviews in those days. And I walked in and, and nobody taught women how to interview. And uh, he said to me, the guy says to me, and he was this bald headed guy and he was wearing an undershirt because that's what men did in those days. He wore an undershirt and his buttons were popping open. And he said, so tell me, what are your goals, young lady? And I said, well, my goal is to be your boss. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know any better. Right. And he said to me, he goes, really? He goes, well, what are your goals like in five years? And I said, well, to be the president of this company, like what else could they be? Right? Shoot for the moon. (laughs) Yeah, right. Exactly. And he said to me, he looked at me and he says, I remember I was 21 years old. Right. And, and he said to me, he goes, well, I think you should really, I don't think this is the right company for you, but I think you should go and get an MRS degree. And I said, thank you. And I walked out and I went, Oh my God, an MRS degree. (laughs) And I realized what he had said to me. (laughs) And I guess I learned my lesson. (laughs) But uh, that was my first experience in the working world. That's awesome. Yeah, it was really funny. It was really funny, you know. So, um, but it was, it was really difficult to, you know, I'm a hustler. I hustled, you know, and and I started working, you know, in, like I said, in the beauty and the wellness space. And, and I was a great salesperson in those days. So I moved ahead because of that and lucky to have some great mentors early on. I think that, you know, I, I recognize that, you know, I could do more than just sales. So I learned all about marketing and, and I learned from some of the greatest mentors you could possibly have. And uh, to at a point where it was time for me to start my own business. And that's when things really took off for me. You are either a founder or co-founder of over five major companies. Where do you get your motivation to take on these grand endeavors? You know, it's, it's really funny <laughs> that you asked that question. I wake up every morning and I know that I'm not that 
woman who is going to be able to go out and have lunch with the girls that day, right? I, I can't stand mundane things in life. So for me, it's always a challenge. I, I love startup environments and I love taking something, nothing and making something out of it. So I think the challenge is, you know, really starts really from insecurities in you, like wanting to be respected, you know, when I was younger and, and to earn that respect. Um, I, I, I will never forget that when I ran a, um, a company that we were doing, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars a year in business, and it was the company I founded, and I would go to New York to go on investment banking and money trips with my, my general counsel, and people would say, well, what does she look like, right? And I say, how come nobody asks you, Chris, what you look like? I said, and you're a much better looking guy than I am a woman. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, they're not interested in me. <laughs> and so I think that, uh, you know, I, I always use my own money to start companies. And uh, so I was always a major shareholder in all my companies. And uh, and I, I always had a strategy and a plan on how to get to the next place. So I think that if you start with a good vision and a good strategy and build a team around you that can execute your vision and your strategy that, you know, then you win, but you have to learn how to pivot and evolve all the time. You are without question, a master of branding. How do you approach a product and decide, you know, what is the best way to brand it? Hoping it will have, you know, such wide appeal. Well, I am, thank you so much. And I am a mass brander. And that's what I really believe in. There's a lot of people who are great with niche products. I really like taking products and, and making sure they're great for all people, right? So that, you know, what can we do to make it great? And I'll give you a perfect example. When we decided to come out with Ceratopical Revolution, which is our plant-based skincare line, right? Which was science and nature coming together with fabulous delivery systems and really making sure everything, including the delivery systems were plant-based. And Nicole Kidman, who's our global brand ambassador and strategic um, partner in the company um, was, you know, is 55 years old. And how do we get, you know, it, like everybody who's interested in anti-aging as well as the younger generation. And we, I had a very smart guy and, and part of success always is listening to people who are smarter and more successful than you are. And there's always going to be somebody smarter and more successful, right? So, so I was listening to one of my really close friends who's got a very successful um, advertising agency. And he said, your product line is bipolar a little bit. And so he says, so you have to bifurcate your advertising plan. You've got to have one set of ads for the over 35 to 45 crowd that will, Nicole will be, you know, an aspirational, you know, person for them. And then what are you going to do with the younger crowd? Because your price points and messaging is really for a younger crowd. So we started to um, get uh, a number of younger UGC people and influencers that were in their 20s and 30s. And what we noticed is that we were able to get the younger women and men, as well as the older women and men, 
that were really that we could target. And, and so our customer base has grown to a more mass base, which is why we're doing well in Walmart, why we're doing great on Amazon, as well as our D2C business. And really making sure, and this is what's really important, most companies and most people who are at the head of a company, they will do whatever it takes to make a profit. And, and I will too, to a certain extent, but I want to make sure that my products are the best they can be. So we own and create and formulate every single thing we do, no matter what it is. We have patents on everything that we do. And we make sure that nobody else can copy us. We actually do some differentiation, things that differentiate our products. And then we can market it better than anybody because we really understand. I, I started out after retail in the infomercial business and there is nothing. I did the ab rollers, right? And I can tell you that if you can take a piece of metal and show somebody how you can do a sit-up, right? <laughs> and charge $79 to $89. And we sold just our first year, $333 million worth of those products, right? Because okay. it's the messaging, right? So if you take the Field of Dreams concept, that we've all seen that movie, Field of Dreams, and, and you know, they say, if you build it, they will come. They will only come if you tell them you're there. Mm-hmm. So you have to let people know you're there and understand what the people, what your customer wants. It's not about what you want for your brand, but it's about what they want. What's the results? What are the solutions? What are you solving a problem for somebody? If you can actually get that messaging across to people, you have a winning brand. What led you to found the Sarah Labs? I had sold the assets of my um, my last company in 2009, and I was bored. And I had done, you know, a few different things. And I was like, okay, I'm not being challenged. I need to be challenged. And and I just believe a challenged mind is, is, the, is the best mind. You keep yourself really sharp. And so... I, um, I went to a mastermind group um, in Arizona, and everybody was 20 years old, right? They all looked like my, my, my kids, right? And they had their hair pulled back, and they had these little scruffy beards, and they were talking about their rich dads giving them money, you know, uh, to start their businesses. And I was like, I was the only one asking questions of the experts, and, and I'm listening to all of them. And I realized, how can I take, I, I had a skincare line that I was selling online for like 18 months and doing really well with it. But I was a little bored. It wasn't big enough numbers for me. And uh, I thought, what can I do to make this different? You know, how can I make this unique? And I um, I decided at that point that I was going to add some CBD to the products. It was, you know, which we no longer are, are selling in a skincare line, but that at that particular point in 2018. And I said, and and I want a really cool name for the product. So we came up with Sarah Topical. And Sarah in ancient Hebrew means princess or deer. And it's just a very positive, it's just a positive name. And I wanted something that was, you know, this was topical. And we started Sarah Labs. And so uh, knowing that I'm a big believer in science and clinical studies for products, um, that's how we started Sarah Labs. And uh, I funded everything to start with. And then... Um, I got some private equity money a few months later to go to retail. So we got into CVS and Bed Bath and & Beyond. And, um, and then I uh, we were off to the races and I recognized that I needed 
to evolve and create some new things because CBD was just an ingredient. I didn't believe it was a category that was going to last forever. And yes, that I was correct about that <laughs> and uh, partnered and, and uh, sold my company for $20 million two years after we started it wow. to a pharmaceutical company. And uh, I ran, I've been running that company and I just became CEO of the entire company in August. So, um, and changed the whole concept of the company from a niche pharmaceutical company and, and changed the name to Avenir Wellness Solutions, which means the future of wellness solutions, because I believe that's the direction that we're going in in this country. And if I can do it at affordable pricing for everybody out there, I'm going to have, we're going to have a massive business. What would you say is the most, you know, popular product from Sarah Labs that customers flock to the most? I think there's two popular products that we have. One of them is our um, oral film strip that we have. Um, we, the gentleman, Rob Davidson, who's our chief science officer, and he is the person that created this. He, he created Zycam and, and chloroseptic strips and a number of other brilliant over-the-counter um, drug products. And that's one of the reasons I was attracted to this pharmaceutical company was because of his brilliance and what he had created. And I love the fact that they had these oral film strips and they had it, they had a sleep product, an energy product, uh, vitamin D it was during COVID. And I love the fact they had 40,000 IUs of vitamin D on a strip and, and a recovery one that they did for the U.S. Olympic team. And so, and you put the strip on your tongue and it dissolves immediately and it goes into the buccal mucosa of your mouth and bypasses your liver and gut. So you have superior potency or in, you know, in, in our world, bioavailability, more bioavailability than if you're taking 5,000 milligrams of uh, IUs of vitamin D each day. And so our sleep strips and we, and we named the product NutraStrips. We got that name. And with NutraStrips, we named the uh, sleep product Sleep ASAP. And we've been doing great with that. It's a very popular product. We sell a lot of those at CVS, on Amazon, on D2C, and then our beauty products, our Serotopical Revolution line. We have a brand new item that we is a scientific advancement called DNA Complex. It stands for Deep Nanoactive, and again, Rob is the creator, and we're, we've got three patents filing very shortly. And uh, that particular product is an instant line remover. Within two minutes, your lines go away, no white film, no cement-like on your face. And uh, over long-term use, um, you'll get a cumulative effect on it. Of course, it's temporary right now. Over time, you will have a more, a less temporary effect. And that is a brand new product. And our first day out, we sold $68,000 worth of wow. it. And we ran out of inventory. We didn't expect to get so so many sales. So I think that's going to be our big hero product in our beauty line as the sleep product is in our wellness line. When someone with the star power of Nicole Kidman uses your product, is a global brand ambassador and a strategic partner, as a CEO, how do you capitalize on an amazing opportunity like that? We utilize Nicole when she's available. So as an example, for Oscars, we, we knew she was going to, um, Nicole's great. She's a beautiful person inside and out in, re in real life. She's just a wonderful human being. We, so we knew that she was going to be presenting at the Oscars. And so we 
we spoke and, and hired her makeup artist for the night uh, of the Oscars, for the day of the Oscars. And she used our new DNA complex that day. And we had we got pictures of it. And Kelsey did interviews with with um, InStyle and got picked up by every other magazine. And uh, and when uh, we got in in the morning, wow, we had so many sales, right? Because everybody ran the story because Nicole looked so magnificent at the Oscars. And it was an opportunity we just had to take advantage of. So that's pretty much, uh, we, you know, she posts for us um, each month, we get posts, but she also will do interviews with, you know, multiple magazines, whether it be Vogue, Harper's Bazaar, uh, Prevention Magazine. And, and so all of those, that all that press adds credibility to the brand and uh, gets us a lot of sales. <laughs> It's awesome. Okay, Duval Nation, we're going to go ahead and take a small break right here, but we will be right back with the conclusion of this interview with Nancy Deitch. May I suggest you take this time to refresh that drink and take some super long deep breaths. You know that's right, Clouseau style. Out with the bad air, in with the good. Out with the bad air, in with the good. Please give your attention to a few friends of my show, and we will be right back. Hello there, Gigawater gang. I'm Kina, the host of the boozy and delightfully foul-mouthed comedy podcast, Historical AF. I'm a nerdy public historian that is joined by a special guest each week to deliver funny, weird, spooky, and morbid historical nuggets you never knew you needed in your ear holes. Past topics have included the magical manhood of Russia's mad monk Rasputin, my hot take the aliens did not build the pyramids, Serial killers that both my parents happened to meet as children. Listen, I know what you're thinking. Kina, how do you even exist right now? Also, who was it? All right, I'll tell you. Spoiler alert, it was John Wayne Gacy and Mark Allen Smith. Anywho, we can't forget the spooky. I've covered topics ranging from the ghosts of Anne Boleyn to the night marchers in Hawaii. Don't look at them, guys. If you do, you have to strip naked and you have to lay in the dirt. Dim's the rules. You can listen and subscribe to Historical AF wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Historical AF Pod. And finally, you can check out the website for links to listen, sources, because citing is sexy, photos, and more at historicalafpodcast.com. Okay, bye! Hello, Duval Nation. Derek Duval here. Mental health is not only a top priority in my life, but it should be in yours, too. As a combat military veteran, I have seen what untreated mental health looks like, which is why I've been using a therapist for well over a decade. Seeing a trusted therapist has helped me reconcile life events and other important things I've been witness to since returning home from the service and has changed my life for the better in many ways. Which is why going forward I am pleased to announce that BetterHelp will be sponsoring The Derek DeBall Show. BetterHelp is the world's first therapy service and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 30,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then, you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you can expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price. 
Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Derek Duvall Show. That's BetterHelp.com slash Derek Duvall Show. Hi, this is Glenn. And this is Sonia from Echo Valley. And you are listening to The Derek Duval Show. Here's a song called Faces in the Mirror from our album Anarchy and Alchemy. Teachers, do you ever have these feelings or have been told these things? Do you want Kleenex for your classroom? Maybe you should think about buying your own with your own money. You get the summer off, you can have a second job. Do you really need a pay raise? Oh, do you need to use the restroom? Maybe you can do that in the three minutes while students are changing classes. Boy, sure hope your room doesn't descend into Lord of the Flies in that time. Oh, things are going pretty good for one. Surprise! Budget cuts! Well, you're in luck because we've got a book just for you. Hi, everyone. It's Katie Kinder, educator, speaker, and author of Untold Teaching Truths. I invite you to purchase my book and join this journey as we talk about the wild world of public education. Part memoir, part strategy. It is available on BookBaby, Amazon, or wherever books are sold. Teach on Warriors. We've got this. Welcome to Wine Chats with Bildo and Lindalyn. My name is Billy Milovanovich, a.k.a. Bildo. My name is Lindsay Kirkwood, also known as Lindalyn. And this is our offensively funny podcast about drinking wine and chatting life. Some of our previous topics include conspiracy theories. I know somebody that thinks the world's flat. What? Like a real person? Yes. Body ailments. I'm going to go from toes up because I have a lot. <laughs> no, seriously, you laugh, but I have so many this body ailments. what happens with age, guys. And I know. And orgasms. I'm a little bit frustrated and it just hasn't been happening. I, I'm trying, Henry's trying, we're all trying, but when orgasming is good, it's good. Basically, we talk about all the things that you would generally talk about over wine with your girlfriends. New episodes out each Monday. Chat, Chat soon. Hey, it's Michelle Fabre and you're listening to The Derek Duval Show. You can hear my brand new single, I'm All That I Need, on all streaming platforms right now. Hello everyone, this is Janae Sergio, life coach, combat veteran, and best-selling author. I invite you to purchase my new book, Perfectly Flawed, a veteran's journey from homeless to hero. In these pages, you will learn about the lowest struggles of my life to the absolute triumphs that have made me the strong woman I am today. Follow along as I talk about homelessness, my naval role in Operation Enduring Freedom, navigating insurmountable odds, and how I dealt with and overcame them. You can find Perfectly Flawed on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or wherever books are sold. Welcome back to episode 172 of the Derek Duvall Show. Let's get right back to it with the conclusion of our interview with the CEO of Avenir Wellness Solutions, Nancy Deitch. What advantages does Sarah Labs have over similar products? So what advantages do we have over similar products? I think the fact that 
we understand how to create a message. We have money to advertise. <laughs> we have Nicole Kidman. <laughs> we have great <laughs> products. We have great packaging. Our pricing is just perfect for an economy that is flailing at this point. So whereas one thing I will tell you is that it's called the lipstick factor. And uh, what happens is that when an economy is bad, the one thing people will still buy is their beauty products. They will always either buy a lipstick, a mascara, their moisturizer. You will never see a woman. Now, during COVID, that wasn't true because you wore masks and who wants to ruin their lipstick, right? With the mask. Right. But, uh, but with a bad economy that we're getting into and people are actually suffering, you will pay $29 or $39 for a beauty product. You're not going to pay $400 or $500 unless you're one of the lucky one percenters in the country. Yeah. You mentioned it earlier, and I thought it'd be fun to bring it up again, is, you know, in, in the executive world, which is dominated mostly by men, what is the current climate like for a female CEO? Well, I find it really interesting that that you mentioned that. I, I, have, I have so many great stories about, you know, me in the in the executive suite being the only woman in the room and uh, and what you have to do to earn the respect of, of men. I think things have changed. I think that uh, women are, are much more acceptable, you know, accepted. I think my record speaks for itself and the fact that I've sold over $3 billion worth of retail products. I think that it's really hard to, you know, to take success and, and to demean it. Um, I think what still happens is that when a woman is tough, she's a bitch. Um, when a man is tough, he's just a good businessman. And I still think that holds. I do think that people still have, uh, a lot of people have issues, mommy issues. And, uh, and so I think that sometimes it is, um, you, you just have to learn how to be careful. Um, I think that, uh, you know, like today I had a phone call with, uh, with a lawyer and, and a three got people from my company, three guys from my company. And, when I said absolutely no, that we're not going to do this, you, I, I, I got, I got attacked from all the guys, right? And I said, guys, guess what? I made the decision. We're not going to do this, right? So I said, and let me tell you why. And and I think that as a woman and a mother, and I'm a grandmother of ten, by the way, <laughs> ten grandkids. <laughs> so um, that you know that you have to learn how to talk to people in a way that doesn't offend them, but you have to be stronger. You have to be very strong. And, uh, and sometimes I think it's really hard for people um, in the business world to deal with a strong woman. Um, so you have to know like, and, and be intuitive about when to be smart, when to take it down a notch, when to take it up a notch. I knew these were three guys who were internal guys. So I knew I could get away with it. Uh, but you know, I just, I figured that they just didn't understand the whole strategy behind what we were trying to do. So, um, you know, but it used to be a big argument years ago and, and it was a very bad situation. And I think most women will agree with me that things have gotten better, but there's still, you have, as a woman, you have to earn your respect. You have to earn your place. Mm -hmm. A man, if he's got a degree from a great college, he doesn't have to earn it as much. Mm -hmm. You know, it's funny when my when this airs, I'm guarantee you, my wife is going to become a big fan of yours. 
Well, I so, think a lot of women can relate to what I'm saying. Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. No, I'll tell you one quick story that your, you know, that your um, listeners will appreciate. So I was in a meeting. Uh, this was years ago, like in 2007, 2008. We were looking to raise ten million dollars, and I had a room full of. I had about eight guys in my who were investment bankers and and uh, and brokers and and you know and some internal people. And the big guy with the money was on the phone. It was before. Zoom. Okay. <laughs> there was no Zoom. There was no like even Skype was was limited. And he said, Nancy, he says, um, I hear that uh you want to raise $10 million. What if I told you I could give you a hundred million dollars? What would you do with that money? And there was dead silence for a second. And I looked up and I said, Well, I guess I would go to Neiman Marcus and buy a lot of clothes. And the room was silent. And then they all started laughing, realizing it was like, what a stupid thing to say. And of course, the guy realized that if I was a man, he never would have said that to me. <laughs> what would you do with it? Like, who would ever say, you're going to give me 10 times the amount of money? I didn't need it. I needed $10 million. That was it. Get down to business or boom, you're not the right partner. <laughs> As a woman, like I said, in the executive world, what would you give advice to other women who are up and coming in this in these positions that you're you're in right now? I would the advice I would give to other women that are up and comers is find good mentor, find good women to mentor you, and women who are not afraid, who've already made it in business, and they're not afraid. Women can sometimes be really evil right? As, as most, a lot of people can, right? And make sure they're not just looking out for themselves. Like I love mentoring all the young girls in my office, right? I just like, I get such pleasure out of it when they do really well. And I also feel as if like when they have to leave, you know, like one of my best people that my protege, she left after eight and a half years. And you know what? I'm thrilled for her because eight and a half years was enough to learn from me. Now she had to go on and learn from somebody else. And I said, always find a female mentor and let them teach you. My, I think that I actually got fortunate. I was fortunate enough to have two fabulous guys as mentors in life. And they really taught me well. That's awesome. You get a chance to talk to your youngest self. What do you tell her? Oh my God. I would tell her to... I would tell her to take more business classes at school, <laughs> take, take some accounting classes in college. I was an English major and, uh, and use your gut instinct. And I would tell my younger self, don't back down and always move forward. Right. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you know what you're good at doing and don't do what you're not good at doing. Um, I always find I hire to my weaknesses and um, like I know what my strengths are. I'm a really good marketer, but I'm a really good analyst. But I couldn't put a spreadsheet together if my life depended on it. Right? <laughs> so, uh, so always, I always have great finance people around me, great detail people around me, and just make sure that your team is better than you are. I like to hire people who are smarter than me. And I always tell myself that I think when you're younger, you want to be the, you know, you want to be the highest, you know, the hottest person in your company. No, you want, you want your team to surpass you mm -hmm. and do better because they're the ones um, who make you look good. That's amazing. Nancy, what's next for you? 
well, what's next for me is to make sure that the DNA launch continues to be successful, grow this company and uplist our company to either NASDAQ or the New York Stock Exchange. And uh, I don't think I'll ever retire, but uh, you know, then at some point, if I get the company up to where I believe I can is hire my replacement and be an ambassador for the company itself. That's awesome. So as we enter the final phase of this interview, I always like to ask one fun question. That is, Nancy, what do you like to do for fun? How do you relax? Oh, my God. I love to hike. I have a great dog, Jack, who's a husky. And he's adorable. He's so cute. He's got one blue eye and one brown eye. And That's what mine has, too. Oh, really? You have a husky, too? I do. I do. Oh, my yeah. God. That's so great. Yeah. <laughs> so we walk, um, and I take him on a couple of miles every day. That's some. That's part of my exercise routine, and I love him. And the other thing I love to do is I have a brand-new grandson, Cooper, who is just the most adorable thing. And you forget – do you have children? No, I'm sorry. I don't. So I have – I have. we have three kids, and um, – we, um, and, and it's so funny, you forget, you just forget what they did, you know, how they grew up. So I think I'm getting more pleasure out of this one because they only live 10 minutes away from me. So I spend so much time with him. So I take him to a grandma me class every Thursday from 12 to 2.30. I turn my phone off and I tell everybody, do not call me, do not bother me. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's spending time and watching him. He learned how to clap the other day. He's nine months old. <laughs> and he learned his 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 daddy who's my son dad to call him dada and so it's actually really adorable and uh i'm having a great time and and i i just think i i i get so much joy out of my kids and and my son started a business and i love the fact that he's so much like me but much smarter than me so children are a blessing i've been told you know it you know, we got, we were very fortunate. Um, Our kids are great kids and, uh, and our grandkids are really fabulous too. So we're really, really, really very fortunate. Nancy, what's the best way for my listeners to follow your adventures online? They can go, the listeners can go to Sarah Labs Health, that's S-E-R-A Labs Health, H-E-A-L-T-H.com. And you go to the uh, drop down, um, on under shop and you can take a look at our products that we sell. Um, and our corporate website is avenir, A-V-E-N-I-R, wellness.com. All right. Nancy, I am my interviews with my favorite question. And the question is this, if the entire planet was listening to this broadcast, what would be the one thing you would like to say to the people of earth? The one thing I'd like to tell people on this earth is go to our website and buy our products. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Nancy, thanks for taking the time to come on the show. This has been a real pleasure and best of luck to you in the future. Oh, thanks, Derek. I really appreciate it. And you're a doll yourself. (laughs) Thank you very much. And just like that, Duval Nation, we come to the end of episode 173. I want to thank Nancy for taking the time out of her incredibly busy schedule for coming on the show and speaking with me. What an incredible woman who has lived an extraordinary life, and I hope our paths cross again down the road sometime. Okay, tune again next time as we showcase another extraordinary person. I have a really good one coming up in a few days, so be sure to keep checking your favorite podcast streaming channel for that episode to drop. Also, I think it's fair to ask you, the listener, have you enjoyed this episode? I truly hope you have. 
So please go and hit that subscribe button to keep up to date for when new episodes drop. Also, if you're feeling generous, drop us a review. We love reading what our listeners have to say about us, good or bad. We are still enjoying our partnership with the amazing Tee Public. The Derek Duvall Show has a great little store on there with everything without a logo on it, including magnets, stickers, and mugs. Plus, we have some really fun t-shirts on there that Mrs. Duvall and I added ourselves. So please go to our website, DerekDuvallShow.com. Go to the banner on the left that says Merch. Click that, and you will be taken to our store on Tee Public. And once again, I want to thank them for being such great partners with the show. On behalf of myself and the entire team here at the Derek Duvall Show, I want to say to each and every one of you listening, what are you doing to manage your mental health this week? May I suggest a few minutes of meditation? There are a slew of online resources that can give you a few simple instructions on how to do a simple five-minute meditation or do what I do. Go to a group meditation. Trust me, it will open your mind and give you internal peace. Nostar, God bless, and see you next time. Planet Earth. This has been a recording of The Derek Duvall Show, and we thank you for listening. Please go to our website, DerekDuvallShow.com, for links to merchandise and to explore past episodes. Please find us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Derek Duvall Show.